We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. joining us once again for another episode of the Homebrew Review. This is our level 20 special, so we are going to be taking on the highest level. Uh, it's going to be a shorter episode as far as content, and then we're going to do our reviews and all that kind of stuff of it. So this is going to be the end-all battle, because I want to show off all of their abilities to the max. So we'll go ahead and start off once again with Micah, Mike, Virgil, and Hope, and we will take on this after we get done with our introduction. So go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us what items you got. Yes, there are legendaries mixed in. No, I did not learn my lesson the last times. <laughs> Tracy Fisher here on the beat again. Just uh, bringing back that Penguin Folk Seeker that I've loved so much for these past few weeks. Uh, last week, I almost had my heart broken, but thanks to a little bit of creative remembrance... Uh, I managed to stay alive long enough to finish off the Blackguard. So we are talking literal heartbreak and not just figuring here. Yeah. Um, that being said, it was it was a lot of fun. Once again, not getting a lot of super amazing abilities. I still got the chance to utilize some pretty fun combinations between the, the spells that I get from Metaboss Magical Maneuvers as well as the Seeker's kind of bonkers exploits and the uh, seize the chance ability um, get another bonus to that coming up as well as the uh, unstoppable force bloodhound feature that makes it very hard to keep me from going where I want to go uh, I, I do believe that there is a League of Legends quote that applies Mundo goes where he pleases thank you Mike um <clears throat> So between that and the, the Master Stroke Capstone ability for the Seeker, that gives me two attacks with my Seize the Chance feature instead of just the one. Coupling that with my uh, with, with probably one of my favorite spells from Metabots, which is the Spell Swords Incantation, I can I, there is the potential to do a pretty significant amount of damage just chained up off of itself. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to hopefully being able to utilize that to its fullest. And uh, if nothing else, there is another chance that flying penguins happen again. <laughs> I also picked up the Manual of Bodily Health. Uh, flipped through the pages, as it were, and gained myself 20 hit points, which I'm probably going to need. Well, everybody, it's Mike back with Luminae of Reithard. 
the Celestial Pact Warlock on the Meteoric Rise to Power. Uh, during our last adventure, I obtained yet another upgrade to my strength. Uh, we came across Gauntlets of Fire Giant Strength, so I now have a base strength of 25, which will... Actually, now we're superseding my Charisma bonus to attack with strength. So, water under the bridge. Uh, picked up toughness also, so my overall health is 203, and we double-checked the math. And with, <laughs> with Celestial Resilience... Even if I die, I come back with 101. So I will survive. And uh, also picked up uh, Eldritch Master, which I don't know if I'll be able to chance to do because, yeah, it's taking a full minute, and I don't know if we're going to have that opportunity. Um, and Trickster's Escape for my last evocation, invocation, excuse me. Uh, I can cast Freedom of Movement once per day without expending a spell slot or material costs. So I believe that's everything I need to bring up. Hey everyone, this is Virgil with Clyde Darkwill, the Halfling Breakthrough Rogue. Level 16 was awesome. I was able to help do a ton of damage, which is always really fun. Those are just so much... Those moments when we're all counting up the die and how much did you do and how much do you add, it's, it's incredible the amount of damage you can end up dealing. Level 20 is going to be awesome, I hope. Uh... At level 17, I get the final ability of my R-Type, which is Concussive Blows. On the first round of any combat, when I break out an enemy, they also suffer the sneak attack damage for the second instance. So, at level 20, that's essentially 20d6. I am very excited. Um, level 18, I get Elusive. Attackers don't gain advantage on attacks against me, unless I'm incapacitated. And then at level 20, the rogue uh, capstone ability of Stroke of Luck. I can turn a missed attack into a hit or a failed ability check into a nat 20. This is going to be awesome. I have a ton of health. Uh, my magic items are going to be interesting uh, with Mike getting those, that fire giant uh, belt. Uh, he gave me his gauntlets of ogre power. So my strength is now a 19, which is absolutely terrifying. And then uh, I also got an Iron Stone of Mastery, which increases my proficiency bonus by one. With the expertise, I have some disgusting skills uh, with the ability checks of anything lower than a nine, uh, with proficiency as a ten. So, for example, my acrobatic skill, the lowest I can roll is a thirty. I am super excited about this. I think there was some mention of that's Pathfinder numbers right there. <laughs> so let's see what kind of damage we can deal today. Oh, no, I home. had to hold that back for a while. <clears throat> no, it says right here, hope never dies. <laughs> <laughs> but she did once. No. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I mean, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Although it did give us some ridiculous rage <laughs> That is content. true. My bad. My bad. With the cues. Hi guys, I'm Hope playing Arla Nothing, the human gambler. Um, I really like this class a lot. It's been really fun to have a lot of different options in my deck to go off of. Last game, I really liked the two features that I was given using the calling card. That was really nice because it allowed me to use that showdown whenever I wanted, one time for a long rest, and then whenever I would draw it from my deck. So that was really nice to have, because I was able to use it right away. 
And I also really like the quick draw because that one allowed me to, uh, when we rolled initiative, if I didn't have any cards in my hand, I could draw one without having to spend a deck point. And that came in handy quite often, and I really like that aspect to it. Going towards level 20, I'm really excited about the two big features that I was given. There's All In, which allows me to spend all eight of my deck points to draw eight cards, use them all in one turn, but I cannot have those cards returned to my deck until after a long rest. So once I play them, they're out for that entire game, like that round. I also really like the Hand of Fate. Whenever I use a card, I roll 1d4, and if it's a 1, then I get to put that card back into my hand. I think that was like a really cool mechanic that I almost wish was put in a little bit earlier just because I really like having those cards to be able to reuse, especially when like there's some really good ones and when you're going through battle there's quite a few that you want more than others and sometimes you just, you just draw a really bad hand as it is with cards and I just think it's really nice to be able to have the option to use that card again. And I got a new deck of cards! <laughs> I got the deck of many things, and I am super excited to play that in with my regular deck of cards. You're actually going to use them? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, Since God. you're all probably going to die from this, I mean, just saying. Might as well die by the hand of a friend. <laughs> I don't, oh my god. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't mind dying alongside my friends. I don't want to die because of my... Uh, oh. You know, you know. <laughs> Let's mix up in words, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we will go ahead and get started. You guys, having kind of taken down this criminal organization, who you are starting to believe might actually be the Shadow Guild itself, you've come across information as to where they're having a meeting of the highest in that order, the highest of that guild, and it's time to take them down. This is a completely secret location. How you came across this knowledge, you don't even know. It was slipped to you in a piece of paper. This is the opportunity of a lifetime if it's real. If it's a trap, it's a trap. Yes. Was it written in Crazy Man Scrawl? God damn it. Well, they're not going to do it. We are ending here. <laughs> no. It was written very neatly on a scrap of parchment. It was handed to you by a man in white robe. Was it, was it our the, pal? It was not our pal. As oh, much as I want him to I make a cameo. Be, because that would have redeemed him. I he's the arch-villain. <laughs> <No. laughs> if he's the arch-villain, I regret not allowing you to run him through If we show up at this time. meeting and he's sitting at the head of the table, I knew it! <laughs> God damn it, Bill. God damn it, Bill. Damn it, Jeff. All right, uh, damn it, Carl. <laughs> Yes, it was written to you on a uh, piece of paper uh, with the location of this. On the back side of the paper is a symbol, a crystal ball containing many kinds of eyes, which you know is uh, the symbol of Severus, the god of divination and fate. Hmm. This could be the opportunity to take down the entire organization, cut off its head. You have routed out hundreds of safe houses over the course of your campaign. You have taken out all that you can possibly take out without going further. You're tired of taking out the corner boys, the fences, 
those that are just a part of the system, you need to go after the leaders. And this may be the opportunity to do so. It's a secret location. Nothing but a small cabin right on the edge of the city. Not a mile outside of the town. Secluded, small glen, nothing else around it but trees, very plain looking. Like that? Exactly like my screensaver. Yes, we'll go with that. Beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> All right. There are just a small set of double doors. It's a room with blacked out windows. It's a single, single room. Two double doors in the front. What do you guys want to do? Any last minute preps you want to do before you walk through those doors? Mage armor. <laughs> what? Screw uh, that. Can I make a perception risk. check to see voices yeah. or anything like that? You hear voices in your head. They tell you you're crazy. And to have second breakfast. 27? 26. No. You hear nothing. The chirp of birds. Crickets. Soft rustle of leaves as they fall to earth. I don't want to pop it now, but as we as, as we get toward the, as we begin that final battle, I do want to make sure that I activate my spell swords incantation. Alright. I'm going to draw a couple of cards. From the deck of many things? Nah, just from my cards. Which, by the way, shuffle those before. I, I shuffled them a little bit so they weren't in order, order, but you actually shuffled them to put the heart of the cards in there, or whatever the Yu Gi Oh does. The first card I draw is going to kill us all. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, first card is going to kill you all. Avatar of Death, you're all gone. Yeah. That's what it takes them with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. The noble self sacrifice. Exactly. I just want If you do game. that. Just want to play. That would be the most if fucked up Saw them. movie if they had to like randomly draw from the deck of cards. Oh, that would be terrible. I haven't seen Saw. Must draw three cards. Yeah, yeah. Of course, getting completely buried underneath gems and Tell you what, though, if you make me take the dirt nap, I'll mind <laughs> The dirt nap. They just want playing. I feel like you would like to sleep with the fishes. He <laughs> might. He might. Thank, thank you for that. Alright, if you guys are ready, we will roll initiative and open the door. (laughs) Spell Swords Incantation. Virgil rolled a nat 20 on his initiative. Virgil, what does that put you at? 72? 26? I was close. I know that we would lose. And I can give somebody a 20 if they want. That's better than the 15 that I rolled. No, I got a 20 myself. 21. Damn. 11. My god. So, I know that we would lose some activation out of it, and it would be kind of like, it wouldn't really matter the first few times. Bob, I got a 20. Oh, that's right. I'm tempted to use heroism right away. Okay, uh, how many temp oh, yeah. do we start with? Oh, correct. Yes, yes everybody, right. write those down. That is right. Um, that comes from a Celestial Resonance. After a short or long rest, gain temporary hit points equal to Warlock level plus critical modifier. So I'll gain 25. Oh, we didn't add that in. So I'll start with 228. Nice. Um, and, ten. and you guys will have 10 plus 5 for 15. So then initiative order will go Clyde, Luminera, Tracy, Arla, and the enemies. All that leaves before you is a set of double doors. <laughs> All right. Web foot through the door. You have to wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
It's all good. She was doing some sort of dance or was temporarily possessed by a do demon. I, do I need or... to call the EMTs? Actually, yeah. We were talking about this. Just give me one second. Yeah, no problem. You know what? Yeah. Crown of Stars lasts for an hour. So I'll throw that on before we even walk in. All right. And then hope almost peed herself with excitement. <laughs> Drawing cards from the deck, I see. Everybody ready? You kicked in the doors already, and Hope's over here just like... It's a distraction mechanism. I've been waiting for this card. Okay. Your time has come. You see, as soon as you throw open those doors, sitting left to right across the table, you see an assassin, a black guard, a warlord, a priest, a wizard, and a champion. We start the initiative. Clyde. How do you begin? <laughs> so many days what do we, what do we want to go for first? I've got a pretty bad experience with assassins. <laughs> it's true. Well, who do I think is going to be the most? They're all ridiculous. Well, yeah, but is there one that's still Oh, I hate magic users. My worry is the priest. Kickity talk goes the clock. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go for the... Assassin. Alright, you dash across the room. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, jumping onto the table. Okay. Scandalous. But they've got Dawn Wheels. Very scandalous. Actually, this ain't no flop house. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I want to. Okay, I'm gonna run up, and I'm gonna hold my actions until I can get an ally next to me. All right, we then move on to Luminera. Where exactly are we starting? Like, the doorway. Yep, you open up the door, so just somewhere. So, the C on the board is yep. me. Uh, no, uh, the, the champion, champion right there. If I were in the corner to the one down, one up, one to the right. Yep. And I were to utilize the... In, how do you pronounce that? The investiture? Investiture yeah. of flame, where I draw that 15-foot line. If I drew that from the point that I'm at to the P, would I be able to hit basically all three of those squares? Uh, probably not. Or would it would it go the square with the C, the one to the left of it, yeah. and then the one at the top? Okay, yeah, because this this one technically is in the middle of these two squares. I just tried to put it in the middle right. of the square. So the way I'm seeing that is... You can hit, how long is that long? It's 15 feet. Okay. You can so hit two of them. I can matter hit two of them. So I think what I'm just going to go ahead and do instead is... I'm going to waste the spell slot, but it's going to get me in there, and I'm going to be able to do something with it. I will, as a bonus action, I will cast Far Step. Okay. And I will place myself in the corner above the seeds to the right of the W. Uh, right there. Okay. And since that was a bonus action, I will now cast Investiture. Investiture. Investiture of Flame. Oh no, now I'm just a pool of red. Yeah. Four. Uh, I went for it, the wet race part first. Easier to move you if it's a dry race. Alright, so now I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose Far Step because Investiture is a new concentration spell. So once again, Flames racing across my body, shielding, shedding bright light, 30 foot radius. Uh, wait, 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 Mike, would you have to do that if you just jumped onto the table in front of him? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, uh, Yeah, I wouldn't quite be able to make it. And, and, and the thing is, if I'm going to do this with that line attack, I want to get I want to get it back, all three of them, in that. Okay. So, 
Let's see here. I'm immune to fire damage and have resistance to cold. Uh, a creature that moves within five feet of me for the first time or ends its turn near me takes a d10 of fire damage. And I can use my action to create a line of fire 15 feet uh, and five foot wide, extending from me in any direction I choose. Each creature in the line must make a dex saving throw. A creature takes 48 fire damage on a failed save, half as much. That's okay. successful. So I'm gonna pop, land there. Okay. Yo. Alright, so I'm so what do we got there? The C is, he said, champion. The yes. W is wizard. A wizard. P is paladin. E is a priest. Oh, priest. What a paladin be doing here. Technically, a champion is a paladin. Oh. And then to the left of the priest is... Uh, the warlord, and then the blackguard, and then Virgil's right next to the assassin. So let's see here. The damage will be... 8, 9, 19. Okay, and who's all getting hit? Uh, three to the left of me. The okay. wizard, the priest, and, and the warlord. What type of save? It is a dexterity save. One passes. One passes. Alright, so now... Uh, so that's 19 damage to the two that fail. The okay. one that passes, I will utilize my ability... I'll use my Radiant Soul ability to add my Charisma modifier to... That radiant damage, that fire damage. Okay. So they'll take 19, would be, what, 18, 9. So they'll take 9 plus 5 14 damage. Okay. And I now exude that 5 foot aura of fire that if they stay in it, they take a D10, and if they leave, I get sentinel. Okay. We then move on to Tracy. So do I just have to be within, within five, 5 feet of you? 5 would, feet of the enemy, yeah. 5 feet of the enemy. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get as much as I want on my first attack, but um, so we go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I get about halfway there with my aim. I can, uh, I'll move my full 25. I will cast Dark Pounce at, as a third level spell so I can cast it as a bonus action. And I will, how I will jump to the other side of the assassin so he has to make a strength save. 17 plus 0. 17. So he will fail. Nice. So now he has fallen to the prone. I have him grappled. And I am going to use my action to commence with a punch. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, actually, if he wants to use his action before I start to punch him. That's fine. Uh, that's a 23 to hit. Yep. Uh, 6 points. Uh, slashing. Okay. And then I'm going to break out. And then is he prone? Yeah, I've got him okay. prone, and, and you know he's just about to go fist to face. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's the fist to facing. So, spell sword at fifth level gives me an additional one d six for each slot above second, so it's going to be plus three to six. Just getting ready. So first attack. Oh, that's not good. That is a nineteen to hit. Yep. Eighteen. That is. Alright, so we're gonna deal. Wow. Is 19 points of damage. Plus 36. And then second attack coming in. Concuss the blows. You get it twice. Uh, that will. That's a. 23 to hit. Which will also trigger. So we'll get this. 47 points of damage. Plus. Another 42. 
as Virgil's knife slowly starts to enter the body of the assassin, this penguin traveling at the speed of light rockets across the table, takes the assassin out of his chair to the ground, and with two two consecutive punches, caves his face in and leaves a crater in the ground. I hate assassins. <laughs> Who's next? Okay. Arla, <laughs> it is your turn. She's so giddy right now. Yeah. You're gonna see why. Yeah. Alright, so before I do anything, I just want to say that the card I am about to play is super overpowered, and this is the only one in my deck that I have like it. All the other cards that are like it I took out, but I definitely wanted to put in one super overpowered card into my deck just to show what if you go, if you go to the full class, this is what you can have in your deck for almost every single card. So, I am going to play the Ace of Spades, which is titled The Death Card, and rightly so. I get to roll an amount of deck die equal to my level, and the total um, the total of the rolls is the amount of hit points this card can affect. We are level 20. I do 20 d12. I've got a whole bunch of extra d12 if you don't want to re-roll. I got four I can throw into the pot. I have three. <laughs> I got two. And the card does not specify what exactly I use to attack, so I'm just going to go for one person, make a normal attack roll against them and use that to see if it hits, because it doesn't say otherwise. So, Who are you hitting? I'll go for the priest. Okay. Is that, your eyes got big, is that bad? No one will tell say. you. Will a 19 hit? Everybody but the Archmage has an 18 in AC. So I was wondering if you are going to be able to hit it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay. This is like ninth level magic missile shit going on right here. You should pause it right after she rolls and play the Jeopardy theme for one rotation. Three. We'll make this a two. Please pause for math. So that's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 115. In the chair. Was that exactly right or was that over? That was over by 17 points. 17 points goes towards the wizard. Roll the attack roll. Okay. That's also something it should have specified. Because it doesn't say, it just says it goes consecutively. Yep, I'm going to go ahead and make you. Okay. Um, going to use luck. I'm going to use luck again in a different dice because I really want to hit him. Last luck. We got this. I do not got this. Yeah. Oh, well, What'd that was roll? awesome. What'd you roll? Not enough. What was your roll? That was an 18. So they were... Oh. Yeah, he said, he said I drew a bunch of Everyone has 18 oh. except the Archmage. And, you, and if you meet it, you beat it. Oh, okay. So awesome. you would have... Okay, you rolled a 4 or a 7 on your first one. It was a 4. So what would that have been? It's fine. It doesn't matter. It well, gets... Yeah. Well, what I'm saying uh, is you used all your luck. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with that. No, it... It was. It wouldn't have been enough. It was like a four, and then it would have been seventeen. You guys have already decimated this by two people in the first before they've even attacked. You'll be fine. Quit bitching, Bernal. She said it was fine. Yeah, because again, it was. It would have been fifteen, seventeen, <laughs> and then that last one hit. So that's how it worked. It works that way. All right. Okay. Wait. That was only 15. my first attack. 
<laughs> Mind you, she's not gonna hit as hard. No, but still. She might. She might. Don't. Look in her face. She's like, don't. you don't know me. Now I'm going to use the biggest feature that the class has. <laughs> I'm going to go all in. So I'm spending all eight deck points to grab eight cards. Three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, and eight. And I get to play them all in this round. I know it seems like a lot and I'm doing it all in one go, but I'm kind of doing that just to show how overpowered this class is. So the rest of you guys want a second turn, because you well, so <laughs> take it now. I mean, I got my big feature up. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, sorry, we're going to have to do Jeopardy theme again, because I want to put this in an order. We are releasing a CD this Christmas. Please buy it, cause we won your money. <laughs> I'm adding that in there. Screw my outro music. I'm totally gonna make a blooper reel and put it up. I've got to. You know, I do have GarageBand on my phone. I could actually play it on the keyboard. <laughs> I have them in an interesting order. Alright, so Assassin's gone and Priest is gone. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's the wall behind where the Assassin was. <laughs> Just saying. And uh, we're going to do the same thing with the Priest here. <laughs> So, doing a first card, it's a normal attack. I'm just gonna keep going on the Warlord. Uh, that's a 16, so that will not hit. Okay. But my AC. Wait, 16? Yeah. 16 hits. It does, awesome. Okay. Oh, the Warlord? The Warlord? You oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I thought you said Wizard. No, yeah, Warlord does not. But I still get my AC becomes 13 plus my Charisma modifier. So that's 18 for my AC. Okay. And that's for 8 hours. Uh, and these cards I cannot use again, so they're going in a separate pile. Okay. Yeah, right there. Um, another normal card, and that's uh, 26 against the Warlord. Yep. So that's 8 points of damage. Alright. And I get one deck die back. Another regular attack. 16 for the Warlord. Nope. It's not hit, but I still get back 2 deck points. Full uh, charge. It's crazy. Okay, for this one... I need a constitution saving throw. That he's got. No, he doesn't. Oh, maybe not. 18. He fails, so he gets two damage, because that's an extra damage dice. It's 21 points of damage, and he gains a level of exhaustion. Oh, shit. He's tired from taking this much damage. I'm kind of tired of giving it. I'm so tired of damaging the enemy too much. Don't feel bad the rest of you. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll explain it more at the end. Um, I'm gonna go advantage, like, uh, actually I have to attack, so never mind, sorry, I forgot about that. That's a 16 for the wizard. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, their, the next minute attacks are, against him are with advantage. Nice. 
then back to the warlord, I need a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. Ooh. That was three in here by yourself. He spends the next minute laughing hysterically. That's absolutely terrifying, being surrounded by the blood of Any saving throw or anything? She did, and he failed. Uh, I mean, consecutive at the end oh, of the yeah, turn. Oh, yeah, for both of those. Okay. Okay, then I'm creating a duplicate of myself again. And I'm she just broke gonna, his mind. I'm just going to roll the... Well, uh, see your two pals explode in front of you. Within... One. This is all still in the same six seconds of kicking open She's the like, doors. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> And you're like, penguin. <laughs> okay, and then this one is interesting. So, the warlord and I are going to enter into a dual state. And this lasts for three rounds of combat. Okay. So, this is where I'm not sure if he means I do the same thing every single time, or if it's, you know, especially since I'm supposed to play these cards all at once, if it's supposed to go over or not. But... Uh, the winner of the duel gets the other's health, as when the duel started, as temporary hit points. Black Razor. <laughs> but it also doesn't say... Wait, it does. Yeah. But, again, it's like, when he says down, does it take all of their health? Like, are they actually down? And he also didn't say what the challenge was. So I'm just going with the same as the calling card that I used, which was the 3d20 against each other. Okay, that's super overpowered. Okay, but for the next three rounds, so one die each round? I think so. Okay, we'll do that. Start with the first one. Yeah, and I don't have anything to add to it, so this is just straight. That's a 13. Three. You won the first one. Okay. So does that mean that for the next three rounds, neither of them can do anything but roll this dice? Correct. Okay. So, I mean, that's almost, that's crowd control. He's out of the game for three rounds. That's what he's laughing for an entire minute. That's true. And exhausted. Super OP. Um, I technically still have another attack, but since I'm in a dual state, I'm not I would have saved that dual state card for yeah. last, then. Yeah, so that's... That's it! That's okay. it! Oh my. Well, that, that's her second turn was the all-out, so... Alright, um, they flee. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. We go on to we give chase. Yeah. We yeah. We move on to their turn. I was gonna gonna hold back a little bit, but <laughs> hey, I went all out before you guys could kill me. I did everything I could to show everything before I could die. Hopefully. Youfully. He is going to <laughs> cast time stop. Counter spell. So here's a question, Bob. Does yes. What exactly does Time Stop do? <clears throat> I love this spell. You briefly stop the flow of time for everyone but yourself. No time passes for other creatures while you take 1d4 turns in a row, during which you can use actions and move normally. The spell ends if one of the actions you use during this period or any of the effects that you create during this period affects a creature other than you or an object being worn or created by somebody other than you. In addition, the spell ends if you move to a place more than 1,000 feet from the location where you cast it. So Does there. that count as an effect that would reduce my speed? Because I'm No, stopping time is not going to reduce your speed. <laughs> I think it does. Time being relative, your speed's not... Yeah. By the time his spell ends, no time has passed for you, therefore your speed would never... I just wanted to make sure. Alright. 
first thing, oh, first I gotta see how many rounds I do. Or how many rounds I get. Fuck, two. <laughs> Roll the one. The mm. dice gods favor us! Torm be praised! Well, yeah. Then the very first one I'm going to do. Eh. I'm pretty sure this is not what I want. Just double check. No. I know, right? No, no, no. Too bad. Globe of invulnerability, first and foremost, around himself. And the second one. Where is it? Where? Yeah, I always hated they do this. Why the fuck does an Archbabe not have Fireball? My guess was because, I don't know, my guess would be AoE. True. Alright, I'm gonna Lightning Bolt at the 8th level then. Which will end the effect of Time Stop, but it was my last turn anyway, so y'all can bite me. <laughs> Let's see who's going to get it. Uh, can't be Hope, correct? Correct. Okay. Four. One, two, three, four. Micah, you get hit with an 8th level Lightning Bolt. I need a deck save. Random question. Yes. I made it. If you enter a dual state with someone and they're incapacitated, can they actually duel with you? Because he's laughing his head off right now. Can he actually duel with you? That doesn't mean he's incapacitated. Yeah. Probably no, it says not. he's incapacitated. Yeah, probably not, yeah, I but... I didn't think so. I was just like, that's another thing. I'm don't, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I wasn't going to do it even yes. if it wasn't. You made it. I rolled a one. I made it. You rolled a one. If you made it? With my, uh... The, the, oh, goddamn you. Okay, yeah. No, you're area. fine. Well, you rate, take half that of race. Oh. Uh, that lets me, that lets me yeah. automatically pass the next save if I fail it. So, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. So, I need 12 d6. Virgil, you have your dice roller out. Oh, 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 oh yeah. No, okay. No, Mike has got it right here. Go ahead and hit him with his so own dice. So, that dice is 11, 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They hit you with oh, your own right. dice. That was a two! Me. Oh, god damn. <laughs> That's a lot of... Twos. Twos. 10, 20, 30, 37. So take half of that. Yeah. That was bullcrap. So I lose all those 10, I'm down to 141 hit points. That was bullcrap. Okay. <laughs> I was so glad when, when it landed on me because I'm like, I can probably pass that save. Yeah. The champion is going to charge to. You, uh... Oh, one second. Uh, the wizard ends his turn next to me, so oh, yes. D10. Yes. Wait, does he because he's got the globe of invulnerability? No, he does not. If it's It has to be higher than a fifth level spell. Or wait, no, fifth or higher, so... Oh, yes. And Investiture of Flame is a sixth level spell. Yep, so he gets hit. So three damage. <laughs> Take that. If, let me check this real quick. Uh, I will, higher than I a will fifth? make your robes smaller slightly. Yes. I will make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Slinging spells, he's like, whoop, You are no match. Wait, he had the two turns in your... No, it was time for me stopped. Yeah. So everything he did was outside of the standard space. Nine level spells. Nine yep. level spells. Yeah. Alright, so how much does he take again? Sorry. Three. Three? Woo! Yes. I've singed the... He has no more loose threads upon his arm. <laughs> he's never looked better. Alright, uh, we then move on to the champion. The champion is going to charge up to you, uh, one, uh, well, you're going to turn around and uh, swing at you, uh, Luminar, and he, let's see, swings his great sword at you three times. Uh, that's one crit, an 18, whatever, and then a 20, not half. Yep. All three hit. 
18 plus 9, uh, yep. an unnatural 20, and a nat 20. Yep. Alright. 21 points of damage for the first hit. Is it 21? Uh, yes, 21 for the first hit. Um, 2 or 7. Yes, 20. Uh, 20 hits for the 20 points for the second hit. And then the crit, 36 points uh, for the crit. One, was any of that, that was his weapon damage, right? Yep, that was all slashing. Uh, you do uh, 2d6 slashing, 2d6 plus 5 um, on a normal hit, and then plus an additional 2d6 if the champion has more than half of its total health points remaining. And it is going to second wind. Oh, gaining some uh, gaining an additional. Uh, yeah, gaining. Oh no, it can't regain that. Never mind. That's not ten. So we're good. All right, uh, good on the champion. Then we need to do the blackguard. Blackguard is going to. Yeah, because the warlord is engaged with you in the duel, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, blackguard is going to run over to Tracy, and blinding smite attack you. <laughs> So blinding smite and then three attacks with the glaive. So, uh, shit, only one of those will hit. Uh, so that is <laughs> minimum uh, five points of slashing damage, and then I need a Constitution save. I failed. Okay, you are blinded. You take also an additional. Uh, 20 points of radiant damage. So how much total was that? Uh, 20 plus uh, minimum, so 25 uh, points of damage. And you are blind. Alright, that is all of the enemies. Clyde, it's your turn. Okay. Um, with the globe of invulnerability... Blinded for a minute, right? Hmm? For a minute? With the globe of invulnerability, does that mean I can't physically hit him? I will read it for everybody. I just want to make sure. Yep. Globe of Invulnerability. An immobile, faintly shimmering barrier springs into existence in a 10-foot radius around you and remains for the duration. Any spell of 5th level or lower cast from outside the barrier can affect creatures or objects within it, even if the spell is cast at a higher level. Such a spell can target creatures and objects within the barrier, but the spell has no effect on them. Similarly, the area within the barrier is excluded from area effects of that spell. So, just, uh... Just spells? Yep. I'm gonna run across, and I can get to the wizard. Yes. And I'm gonna attack. Uh, that's a 31 to hit. Yes, that'll hit. Nine points of slashing damage. Alright. And I'm then going to... Is that a concentration based spell? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that might make it, uh, eight. No, it's fine. Uh, alright, and then I'm going to break out. Okay. And, uh, then I will use, uh, my bonus action to, uh, shove. I'm gonna try and knock the wizard control. <laughs> With his great strength of negative one. <laughs> Actually, maybe. That was a 17 minus one, 16. 29. <laughs> Alright, he's prone. Alright. And let's see how many Yeah, that is, that'll be my Luminera. Well the wizard are just prone. Brutal's also gonna get burned. Oh um, yeah, you're you're in the range. 
That's true. I, I have to deal with the 10 damage to you. That's okay. Five. That's okay. I, I, I'm okay with it. Alright, well, I did have Crown of Stars up as we burst into the room. So, as a, I believe Crown of Stars said, as a bonus action. Yep. Yeah. Now I wish that I had Restoration. I had taken Restoration spells. Use a bonus action to send one of the most squeaking forwards. So, I have seven. So, as the bonus action, we're going to help the wizard with it. So, literally, as I'm standing there, hefting the sword, preparing to swing on the uh, champion. Yes. Yeah. As I prepare to swing on the champion, I take a glance over my right shoulder and look down at him and just nod slightly. <laughs> Shooting him with, uh, so it's a ranged spell attack. It's oh. a six level or higher. Yeah. It's yeah, seven. champion didn't go last time, but that's okay. I forgot him. Oh, my bad. No, no, I forgot. You had the champion. Well, the champion hit me for. Oh, that's right. Like, uh, that, uh 228 down to 151. That's he right. Dealt yep. Almost seven, 77 damage all on that one. Um, okay, so the fact that the wizard is not prone. You might get an advantage on spell attacks yeah. as well? Uh, no, ranged attacks do not. Okay. If it's a melee attack, yes. Alright. Well, it's free, so I'm adding my couple of spells. Uh, that'll be a 17. Yes. Sweet. So 4d12. Oh, actually, no. Roll to see if you get it. Uh, you do have advantage because of Hope's thing. Oh, well, oh, I get it on the wand. See if you get a 20. Oh. No. No, that's okay. So, 40-12, and I will use this as my one opportunity. No, well, okay. It says when you cast the spell, you can add your charisma modifier to it. So, I'm not technically casting. This is a residual effect yep. from casting it. So, yeah, I, cast it. Uh, I feel like that needs... I can see why they didn't just, like, well, you just do it to everything. Yeah. But in this case, it's, it's going to be nice to get an extra five. Okay, so that'll be eight, eight, uh, so 16, 23, 26, plus whatever Virgil's adding in. 49. Alright, so with a nod of my head and some assistance from Clyde Dark Willow. The inside of that globe of uh, invulnerability <laughs> rains blood <laughs> as as it dissipates. You're all covered. Oh, no. Alright, so I'm down by one crown, one star on my crown. And then like I said, I lean over, look down, nod to throw the star, and then turn back and start the swing. And we do have him flanked. So, advantage. Um, ew! That's gonna be 18. Exactly what you need? Yes! Beats it, beats. Alright, so 3, 4. And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to uh, expend the spell slot and I borrow 68. So, 3, 4 plus 2d6 plus 68. Pop like a water balloon! Champion my ass! Oh, uh, let's see here. That's a 1. I can re-roll. I broke 45 damage. 46. That's a lot. Oh, 46? Yep. That was a significant amount of damage. That was I attack number one. Alright. Attack number two. Uh, will be a 21 hit. And we're going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to... I have one spell remaining after this. Oh! I didn't add my uh, strength plus my necrotic damage, so add 12 to that. Holy crap, seven. okay. Um, Alright, so that's a 4, that's a 1. So 36. Alright. Uh, plus 12, so 48 total. Alright. Barely standing, relative to where it started. 
and he was at full health when you started. Thanks, Virgil. Alright. On then to Tracy. Oh, crap. Disadvantage sucks. You know what I am gonna do? I'd have to draw my really good spell because it's concentration. Whatever you want to do. No, I'm thinking... Uh, I have to make a running jump for Dark Console. I've taken a uh, to use it. But it can help me negate disadvantage if I can knock it We're going to do it. Back me up a couple squares, Mike. Or Bob. Yep. And then you're going to just pounce on him then. And then I'm going to Dark Pounce at third level again. Okay. He's going to attack. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, no... 17. Will not hit. Alright. Alright, so I'm gonna land next to him. He needs to make a strength save. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, 18. Just makes. <laughs> Standard action. I'm gonna go ahead and attack at disadvantage. Alright. Nope. Alright. Actually, I'm going to use my uh, uh, improvisation to make an ex- another attack as a hey, part of the same action. Hey, you remembered! Will a 21 hit? Yes, it will. Alright, so I'm gonna add 20 points of damage and then my extra attack. Nope. Alright. Arla. Do a second roll off. I am not a gambler in real life. What'd you get? Oh, thank God, because I got a three! That but this best one. two out of three! This best! Oh my god, I didn't die! No. But I didn't die! So this is really good! I didn't die yet! Oh. You gain 180 temporary hit points. <gasps> it's Black Razor all over again. Was that the third one? No, no it's two out of three. three. So there's just, no, there's just gonna be a round of yeah, you sitting there with. A corpse. Okay, so my character is totally comical. She's just like, yeah, that's right. But I'm not a gambler, so I'm not like that. Oh, that was terrifying. <sighs> Gonna make it? I hope. That was scary. <laughs> All right. The no, bl- I still have two more things, though. Oh, shit. Well, hang on. If, you're com- aren't the you question is, do you guys see? You're basically Wait. stuck in a dual state with a corpse but for one round. The, wouldn't I, the effect end if it died? I would I think, think you, would yeah. have, you would have used your action to do it. Yeah, so it's more action. No, like, no, it would use, you'd have a bonus action. Oh, so it was, okay. It would use yeah, up your probably, whole action. I would say so. Okay, yeah, that's... I would think. Well. Yeah, unspecified. Yeah, things yeah. unspecified. Alright. And then on to the enemies. Alright, the Blackguard is going to, once again, blinding... Wait, you're still blind, aren't you? I'm blind for a minute. That's There's right. no way yep. I can get out of it. Yep. Oh, you can repeat your saving throw. You oh, Sorry. at the end of my turn. I believe so, yep. I've... Uh, unless... An 11, 12 saves. 12 does not. One point off. Alright, he is going to go ahead and get another effect. Uh, on his weapon, uh, Thunderous Smite, I believe. Yes, Thunderous Smite this time. And he swings his blade at you three times. And that, two of those will... Oh, wait, he has advantage because of, uh, Dubai. 
that will hit. So all three of those will hit. Uh, numbers individually or together? Doesn't matter. It, unless you're dealing cold damage, it does not matter. No, it doesn't. Uh, so that's 15 regular damage plus four. So 19 total damage uh, done to you. And you must succeed in a strength saving throw or be pushed away 10 feet. DC 13. Can I just automatically choose to fail that saving throw? You would also be not. What was the DC on it? 13. I passed. All right. Uh, we then, let's see, move on to the, oh, uh, the champion. What's up? Hey, buddy. Yeah, because the warlord is dead. Uh, champion is going to go ahead, and I'm going to odds or even it. So, uh, odds, Mike, evens Virgil. Evens Virgil. Okay. Champion is going to make three great sword attacks against you. Yeah. Sentinel. Three of them. Oh, goddamn. Sentinel will kick in. Alright. I'll go ahead and let you do yours, though. Yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, plus nine on those. Uh, Virgil, 18. Yeah, I have a 17 AC. All three of them will hit you then. Okay. Uh, I will, uh, uh, uncanny dodge one of them. Okay, that's fine. I'll I'll give them to you separately. He doesn't have more than half of his hit points, so it's just straight... Um, great sword damage. Um, so that's 11 on the first, uh, no, that's 13 on the first one. So that reduces to 6. Okay. Uh, that is 17 on the second one. Okay. And that is 16 on the third one. Alright. Okay, uh, we then move on to Clyde. Oh, um, Oh, yes, Sentinel. Sentinel Thank you. Uh, that'll be 26 to hit. Yes. Um, I've got one more hit. Why not? Why not spend my last spell? Next, my 3d4 plus 2d6 plus 68 plus 12. 33 plus 12 for 45. Oof. Dead. We are down to just the Black Guard. Fight. I'll run into the black oak. How do you put it up on the map? And I'll attack. That's a 29 to hit. Yes. That is 7 points of slashing damage. Yeah. And I'm going to break out. Alright. And then uh, I'm going to shove to knock him prone. Okay. Uh, 18. 34. Uh, 34! <laughs> Just a like 19, actually, uh, but hey. It's like the rock <laughs> against that lady from the Wendy's commercial. Where's the beef? <laughs> Smoked. <laughs> right. He's prone. So he is prone. All right. That is my turn. How much damage do you think he's taking? Oh, hey, Virgil. Feel the burn. Oh. Yeah, you can oh, burn. no, wait, no. Well, that's right. I didn't move you on the board, but you ran over to the black card. That's right. Like I said, I've, I've been attacking him blind. Do we think he has less than a hundred hit points? He's a black guard. He probably has a bunch. I mean, yes, assuming based on his 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 warrior's hit. garb, he's heavily armored. He's probably a pretty tough guy. Because yeah, I've got it, my ninth level Mystic Arcanimus power will kill. I don't know if he has that. You could always try it. Uh, he's taking some hits. I'm not gonna tell you how many though, but he's taking some hits. Um, 
Are you going to gamble? Are you going to play with me? <laughs> where, where are you at, I would be on. I would be on the north, the top side of him. So if I just like vaulted and ran over the bodies, we'd literally have to straight into our way. We would have him. I'm just gonna go ahead and do that. Okay. I'm just gonna like launch myself right over there. This poor black guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure all the people he's oh, killed and oh. sacrificed in the last twenty years of, of marauding and whatnot. <laughs> Splat. And then you just so yeah. Well, well, actually, 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 his soul was ripped from his body oh, and streaked clear over. In a nice little nice. <laughs> well, we First sign of a serial guys. killer is taking trophies. <laughs> so, um. 30 feet or less, so I'll make my first attack. He's most definitely... Well, he's prone, right? Wouldn't this count as difficult terrain because of all the blood and gore? Yeah. Better you slide. No, that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, that'll be 25 to hit. Yeah. I'll just roll for the next attack. Just to see. And then a 21. Oh my god. I can't use those anymore. Don't worry, Virgil's got your back. Virgil's back. Oh, that's right. You did breakthrough, didn't you? Alright, so... Let's reroll all those dishes. They are ones and twos. Pretty bad. Alright, so 7, 9, 14, plus 12, 26. Plus Virgil. 33. Oh, 59. And then the second attack. I will attack it up. Wow. So 4, 4, 3 is 11, 17, 19, plus 12, 31. To hit or damage? Damage. Okay. Alright. And then as my bonus action, I will shoot this one of my crown of stars at him. Okay. For 4d12. Okay, any attack roll on that? Uh, it is a spell attack, yes. Okay. With advantage, yeah? Yeah. Um, so that'll be 20. Yeah. So 8, 15, 19, plus 7 for 26. Okay. I don't know, that, that, I'm, I'm, I'm back to, I'm, I'm at straight rolls now. Yep. So I can't do anything to give myself another advantage. Well, he's prone and flanked, so it would be advantage and advantage, and then disadvantage from blind. Would you know he's prone? Lay on the ground and just flail your arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wings. I'll give it to you, that's fine. Flail your flappers. 20. Yep. I hear such disappointment you have. <laughs> I'm gonna make hope draw cards just to see how many she gets after this. Actually, I'm going to do of if you killed them or not. Same. Just to see. Yeah. I'm going. I'm just gonna go ahead and roll all four attacks real quick. Yeah. In case I get them all four. Uh, that's two hits. So that's gonna do some fun stuff. Um, bonus. So then extra attack. 19 will hit. You're gonna kill it. And then, be, uh, or that was sorry. That was my final attack. One off from a crit. You would kill him. He has 20 health points. Exactly. Oh, just for shits and giggles, draw. How many cards are you going to draw from your deck? I just want to see what happens. Do them in order. Huh? Yes, you have to do them in order. One at a time. I would say I'd probably draw seven because lucky seven. Oh, oh. Alright, seven cards from the deck of many things. Draw them and read them off one at a time. 
I'm sorry, I totally forgot what that is. <laughs> king of Clubs. King of Clubs. There it goes. Like, there's a heart stack in space. Alright, just a second. The King of Clubs. King of Clubs. We're all gonna die. The Void. This black card spells disaster. Your soul is drawn from your body and contained in an object in the place of the DM's choice. One or more powerful beings guard the place. While your soul is trapped in this way, your body is incapacitated. On your first one, not drawn. You are now stored within Mike's weapon, the new Black Razor. Flame Razor! (laughs) Okay, there is one more thing that... We have to take care of. What? What? You can't. 1400. Hey, you're dead. You're, you're dead. Gone. You're gone. You're gone. We're going to go gone. ahead and do our final reviews. We will settle this. Fine. Do it now. Roll. First of all, command. 1400. Command. Um, <laughs> see, this is why I don't gamble. I know, right? Okay. I have no need to gamble. <laughs> 14. What is those who are courageous? This is just straight. 14. Because I have the 10 from the skills, I can put it in my favor. Okay, so I had a 14 as well. We it's a tie. This will never be resolved. This will never be resolved. I can't! Never be resolved. Oh, I can't. You lose! It, it's a push. You, it's 17. Damn it. This is I where will we will. you one day. This is okay. where we will end the game. Let us do our reviews of the classes and get out of here. Yeah. I will beat you one of those. Can I go last days. again, Bob? That's fine. Micah can go last. Who would like to start? This is Virgil playing the uh, Breakthrough Rogue. Uh, this was such a fun archetype to play. Uh, I felt so... I just felt useful the entire game. Uh, I felt relevant. Uh, I had a lot of fun just seeing all the damage I could help my allies do and change the battlefield. Um, it was just a ton of fun. I really enjoyed this class I don't think it is overpowered. I think it sits very well with uh, compared to the other rogues. Um, yeah, overall, very fun class. I would gladly play this in a full campaign. Uh, so yeah, that is my review of the Breakthrough Oak. Sword Meow, awesome job. Thank you so much for this archetype. I played Arlo Nothing, the Human Gambler. Overall, I did have a lot of fun playing this class. Again, what drew me to it was playing with actual cards, and that was my favorite thing about it. Even for a moment one looking at it, I knew it was going to be overpowered, but I just really liked the idea of the mechanics. I really wanted to see what it would play like in, in an actual game. Uh, so at the end, obviously there was a lot of damage done all at once, and... Normally, I would have liked to spread it out a little bit more, but since this was such an intense battle, I wanted to make sure to get everything in as fast as I could. The all-in feature allowed me to draw eight cards and play them all in one round. And I played that right after playing one of my aces, the death card, which allowed me to roll 20d12 against the target. Both of those back-to-back, were, I think it was just too much. Being OP really isn't that fun. Doing a lot of damage is really fun, but it's better when it's rare and you actually kind of have to work for it. Just having it happen over and over and over again, it just takes the fun away from it. It just doesn't make it realistic. Uh, On that note, if 
If I only had one of those features, it would have been amazing. I would have loved it so much, but the class was just too broken. And just most of the time it worked out okay because of some of the modifications we made. But playing it the way uh, the author wrote it, it was just too much. There was too much going on, too much damage, and it was just too broken. There were ways to play it where you could constantly be drawing cards with no ill effects to you whatsoever. Uh, the three attacks was also way too much, I think. It just, again, it was one of those, you're just doing too much all at once and it takes the fun out of it. There were a lot of fun features, and I'm not going to de deny that. I loved everything about it, but I just think it'd be better if it was more spread out. But overall, I had a lot of fun. It, even though it's OP, it is kind of fun to do a lot of damage all at once. But Rolling 20 d 12 Yeah, rolling that many dice is a lot of fun. And overall, the class has a really good basis. It has a lot of really good ideas. I just think it needs to be proofread more, have the author state exactly what he means and exactly what he wants to avoid any confusion, and just make it more balanced. But there's so many good things about this class, and I can't wait to see what other classes come out that are like it to be able to play just like that. Is it cool? Are you really talking about realism in a D&D game? Yes! Yeah. Well, if you're a god, it's like, it's not fun if you're just gonna go around like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna kill everyone because I can and I'm untouchable. That doesn't make it fun. Having that, like, actually having to struggle and try makes it fun. The fear of death and losing should be something yeah. that present through the entire yeah. campaign. When you lose the fear of death, yeah. or at the very least, the fear of, of, uh, of, of failing, yeah. It, it, you stop really giving a shit about how you play the game, and you say, ah, we got this, we don't even have to think about it anymore. Um, that's why whenever I run, I try to strive to, I don't try to kill the players, but I try to give them as challenging of an encounter as I possibly can without going for the throats. Exactly. So, okay. Hi guys, it's Mike, and I played Luminia, Brightheart, the Warlock, following the Celestial Pact, uh, devout follower of Torm and self-sacrifice and courage one out throughout the day. Uh, my review of technically the only homebrew things that I did was the Lightborn race, uh, so I'll start with that. Uh, having the Radiant Spirit where you can cast heroism uh, for free effectively, uh, that's nice because uh, during one of the earlier sessions it actually is what saved me and prevented me from dying. So that was uh, nice. Didn't happen again. Uh, the Hope Never Dies ability, I did use that, where instead of going to zero hit points, I stayed at one and was able to cast Heroism from Radiant Spirit. So as far as Lightborn class, those abilities, I really liked it. Um, I think that it goes well for a spellcaster who has low hit points and might just need to survive that one hit. It's great for a tank who's soaking up all that damage and takes four or five what did I take? Three critical hits during that first session? Yeah, yeah, the very so, first attack. Uh, yeah, um, as a Lightborn, as a homebrew race, I think it's fantastic. Um, benefits are solid. I don't feel like it's necessarily overpowered. Uh, it just simply gives you an ability to be a bit more resilient, and you're practically immune to being frightened, so that's kind of nice. Um, I am going to say some things about the invocations and uh, the Xanathar's Guide Celestial Pact for the Warlock. Let's see here. I had Celestial Resilience after a short rest, gain temporary hit points, 
The temporary hit points for all, for myself and my entire team was fantastic. There is a feat similar to it in the PHP. It's called Inspiring Leader, where you and your team gain uh, hit points. Since temporary hit points don't stack, I could not use these two together. But that's a fantastic ability. It straight up says everybody ignores the first attack in the main group fight. Uh, Radiant Soul, where gaining resistance radiant damage and adding my charisma modifier, it didn't really play in, but that's because of my book. Uh, I was not... Had I played more of a stand-back casting Warlock, I think it would have played a lot more into it. Uh, the Healing Light, I think, is my favorite thing about the Celestial Pack. Having a D6 plus one D6 for every character level you have, and just being able to heal as a bonus action from 30 feet out, no touching, no nothing, just, oh, my friend took damage, have three D6. I feel like that was kind of a lifesaver in the earlier parts of the campaign. It gave us the ability to just keep up. Well, that was relevant throughout the, the campaign. I mean, there were a number of, early in the game, you know, you were healing other people, even mid-game, uh, there was that one where Micah's character got hit hard by an assassin. You pretty, you know, it was, I think it was 5v6 twice in a row. I, I think so. Was that on you? No, that may have been me. Yeah. yeah. But it was just, yeah, those bonus... Right. Those are so nice. And as a, as a bonus action, so I was still able to continue performing my duties as either a melee caster or trying to... I think at one point I healed with Healing Light, and then I cast a Cure Wounds. Um, following up Weapon Training by Vormir from the D&D Beyond site. Uh, it's not overpowered, but it's it's neat. Because instead of rolling 2 6, I got to roll 3 4. Um, you're never going to have less than 3 damage by doing so. So, I mean, you just... Your probability is a little higher for consistent damage. Uh, Searing Vigilance, once again, from the Pact of the Celestial. Uh, when making a death saving throw, you can instead return with half your health. That never came into play, but if you're playing the Celestial Pact Warlock and you know that things are going to get hairy, that's fantastic. I have another 100 hit points. Uh, I did not get to use Eldritch Master. I'm a little sad about that. The right. fight didn't last long enough. Uh, I know. One of the homebrew feats, the Martial Prowess uh, Invocation, allowing a warlock to select a weapon uh, fighting style, excuse me, uh, select a, a fighting style from the fighter tree. That allowing me to reroll ones and twos on my greatsword, I felt was instrumental because it, I occasionally rolled less, but for the most part, it kept me in the higher brackets of damage. Especially once you start doing those 3d4, because now you have exact potential. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of built that as a bit of a combo. Uh, Beguiling Strike, which myself and Bob put together, I feel like, I don't know that it was necessarily overpowered. Actually, in my case, once I obtained the gauntlets and eventually the belt of fire giant strength, it was completely overshadowed. It made no difference because yep. my melee strength was already covering that same value. I really think that that build, the way that you had done it with the, the, the martial prowess, would have loved Savage Attacker. Because you get to choose the result of the like, you know, when you go to re-roll, if that second roll was less than your first, you can still keep the first roll. Hmm. Nice. Basically, advantage on uh, damage. 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 Oh, well, that sounds fantastic. Uh, let's see here. Uh, patronly protection, another one that came from the D&D wiki. Adding your charisma modifier to your armor class instead of dex. Pairing this with mage armor gave me a straight 18 for the entire session. Mage armor lasts for eight hours. So it's kind of set it and forget it, really. Um, let's see here. Elder Smite was another 
homebrew invocation on hit with your pack weapon. Sack a spell to deal a D8 plus a D8 per level of the spell. Wow. <laughs> 68 over and over and over again. Uh, that was ridiculous. So, all in all, um, I feel like what I built was incredibly fun. I was able to heal a bit, I was able to support a bit, I was able to deal spell damage, melee damage. Like, for a guy like me who likes to do a little bit of everything, this was a dream come true. Um, again, if you were to choose not to go melee damage and go heavy on the spells, the same kind of build would be really productive. You could stand back and take the Eldritch Blast, which again, I did not even bother with Eldritch Blast. I wanted to play a full-on melee slash healer. So I had a hell of a good time playing this. Thank you, Bob, for letting me come and do this one more time. Micah, what do you got? So, Penguin Folk. Didn't get to utilize nearly as many features from the Penguin Folk races I would have liked, although, I mean, admittedly, there weren't a whole lot of options. Uh, you do get three racial spells that you can utilize. I tried to use the Ray of Frost and ended up hitting Mike with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but then you also but get... it didn't matter because I dimension door. Yeah. You, yeah. you also get access to uh, Snillox, Snowball Swarm, yes. and then Tidal Wave. Uh, once again, those really didn't come up as being necessary for me. The two main reasons that I wanted to play the Penguin Folk were adorable little murder fiend. Yeah. <laughs> Death. Death Penguin. And also the fact that uh, awesome band the, name. Death the ability score increases really work well for this. Uh, the, the, the bonus to intelligence saved me some skill points, or, or, or some ability score increase, so uh, I'll take what I can get. This, the swim speed did come into effect, and I was thankful for it. Um, also, also the, the ability to hold your breath for 15 minutes um, save me so from some uh, noxious aromas when we invaded the paper mill. So I was thankful for that. But moving on to what really just made this game for me, the secret class. So much fun can be had with it, especially if you don't nerf yourself the way I did. You can actually, you know, yes, that intelligence bonus is great, but there's more that you can do with it that makes the Seekers just have so much potential. Uh, There's actually something I was talking with Bob about. Uh, once again, uh, I am a Seeker wizard. He did a great job with this class. I may have done a little bit more than was expected out of it with Metabot's magical maneuvers. Some of those spells are ridiculous, but they actually pair really well with some of the Seeker abilities, especially with the, uh, the, the, the Bloodhound. What is the term that he uses for that? The the Bloodhound Seekers Pursuit. Uh, I was actually while well, while the other guys were doing their reviews, I for the first time actually read some of some of uh, Secret Wizard's notes, and this simple bit jumped out at me so huge because it is perfect uh, when he explains what the class was inspired on. And he says, if I had to pick a single inspiration from mass media, it would be Joseph Joestar from the manga JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3. Uh, Joseph Joestar, in his younger form, is my favorite character from that entire series. But Old Man JoJo is a beast that basically plays almost exactly the same way I played this character as the Bloodhound. In that, in that, in that arc, he was kind of the guide, you know, doing a lot of the investigative work, 
uncovering everything that they needed to do, but still able to hold his own in a fight when he needed to. And so, once again, Secret Wizard, thank you for that. That is a huge, just a massive plus for me in this class, because I love Jojo. Um, coming back to it all, though, the Seeker is... If you want to play that detective without actually being a detective, play the Seeker. Some of the other pursuits that I didn't, you know, didn't showcase because I opted for that Bloodhound for that, you know, gritty film noir detective, you know, you got the Relic Hunter, you got the Occultist. You know, you can use the Seeker to play your Harry Dresden type character. You can use the Seeker to play, you know, almost like a magical Tomb Raider. There are a lot of options in here that, you know, really work well. And I am so thankful that I was able to to work with this class and just have all that fun as, you know, a two and a half foot tall gritty film or detective. So, well, all you dames and mugs, I think it's time to breeze off. There's a tump I know that is canary there with a set of pipes and the games to match calling me. Name's Tracy Fisher, Private Dick. Thank you for that. On that lovely note, we will be meeting next session for another wonderful game of the Homebrew Review. Final goodbye, everybody. Goodbye! Goodbye! Wait, is that hello? (laughs) Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. So thank you all very much and we hope to see you next week.